Welcome to the Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm going to be looking at a movie called Happiness for Beginners. This is a movie that incorporates psychology into the romantic comedy genre, which is something you don't usually see. I really liked it. You get a lot of humanism. If you study psychology, that's one of the big approaches and a little bit of the cognitive behavioral approach. So trying to focus on gratitude and appreciating life rather than you know getting into these negative thought cycles, which the main character in this film does. And the film uses nature as, as a way, as a tool in a sense, to help the main character get through some tough times in her life. So I liked it. I liked the idea of having a romantic comedy and using psychology to really express certain psychological ideas, especially in, I guess, what you can classify as the positive psychology school. So it's a good movie. It's a really quick watch. And there's a simplicity to it that I really appreciated. So I talk about happiness for giver, for for beginners on this uh, episode of the Classics Podcast. And I also discuss a few shows that I've, I've either started watching or finished. So Quarterback is one of them on Netflix, which for the sports listeners, it's a fun watch. And I'll, I'll talk about that at the very end of the podcast. And also I talk about Justified. I never thought that show was coming back, but Justified is back for another season with a different setting so does this show really match what it used to be i give a few i give you a few comments at the end i'm a little ambivalent about it because i love the show i love the character raylan gibbons but the setting is so important and so that kind of brings up the interesting question of should they just figure out a way to get back to that old setting of Harlan County, Kentucky. I hope they do, but that's for another season, I guess. So I just want to say, I really appreciate the new subscribers on uh, Overcast. It's um, I'm back to school as a teacher. John and I are both back to school. So we're kind of adjusting again to, to our school life. And so that's why we haven't been recording last couple weeks but we'll get back to our normal schedule very soon of about one recording every seven to nine days so appreciate everyone who subscribed appreciate all the uh, five-star ratings please give us five-star ratings if you haven't and uh, thanks for listening i hope you enjoy this episode of the classics podcast it's on happiness for beginners really appreciate it see you after the music to the Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. So today, I'm going to be looking at a Netflix movie that does a good job, a really good job of presenting serious ideas within a framework that's not usually so serious, you know, the rom-com, romantic comedy framework. So the movie is called Happiness for Beginners, and it stars Ellie Kemper. She's a great actor who's who's been in The Office, on Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. So she's she's so funny in both of those roles. So when I saw a rom-com advertisement with her in the starring role, I immediately thought, you know, this makes a lot of sense. She's she's perfect for the role, hilarious. This is going to be good. And you know what? 
She was. The movie was really good. And it kind of reminds me of a, a Hallmark movie, but, but don't tune out when I say that, a Hallmark movie that's done at a much higher level. When, when, I, when I say that, I mean you know, better acting, better writing, just a great cast. You don't always get that in Hallmark films, right? So you, you still get the feel-good Hallmark traits, if that's, your, if that's your thing, if that's your preference, and you get a well-done movie. So if Hallmark isn't interesting to you, you will still get a good movie. So it's the best of both worlds, like I said. Okay, so one of the things I really liked about this film, and I always I always like films with some sort of deep element, whether that's history or psychology or, you know, something going on beyond just basic dialogue. And there is a lot of psychology in this movie. The main character, Helen, she's finalizing her divorce, and she's perpetually in this this constant negative state just agitated all the time annoyed annoyed with pretty much everyone specifically her brother and you know one way the movie kind of shows her interacting in this self-absorbed kind of negative way is by showing her brother in such a positive light and you initially you're wondering okay what did he do to her to make her so negative eventually you realize nothing really she is just someone who needs help and that's what this movie is going to be doing showing her growth showing that even this positive presence can't get her to be a more optimistic person and so that that's that's a really interesting approach and i i, I liked it i liked it a lot so Duncan is is the brother, and he's played by Alexander Coach. And in my opinion, he steals the scenes that he's in. He does a really good job. And in general, this is a film with a great supporting cast. There are so many actors who just do such a good job throughout the film. In, in many ways, it kind of reminded me, this is a little side note, of what I'm currently teaching. We're, we're examining... Um, the different approaches in psychology and through a lot of these characters the main character helen her brother duncan and just the, the supporting cast in general the psychology is so interesting so like in my class we're looking at the different approaches psychodynamic cognitive behavioral humanism and this film it had a little bit of the cognitive approach but it also had a lot of the humanistic school so the characters, and I'll explain what I mean by that. The characters, specifically the main character, they're they're constantly trying to find ways to be grateful. Their gratitude is a key part of this film. They actually pra- practice it throughout the film. They, they they love nature. You know, self improvement is clearly a theme. And also, you know, no one is doomed in this film. So it's kind of like, well, I like that, but there's a, there's a there's an optimism I have to say like in in this film in general, and I, I I could be cynical like everyone else. I don't think you know you need to be a super positive person, and I don't think that's healthy, anyways. But what this film shows is that you can be grateful and acknowledge you know individuals who are kind to you, like Helen has to do with her brother Duncan and. There, there's there's some nice nice me- a nice message in the film and and I like that because there's a lot of negative stuff out there so 
maybe, you know, some films like this can get people to reflect and think in a little bit more of a positive, positive way because it can't hurt. So that seemed to be the message of the film, in my opinion, you know, trying to be a little bit more grateful, look at things in a positive way. So what I would classify as like the humanistic approach in psychology and maybe even the cognitive approach in general. So again, I could be as judgmental and cynical as anybody. So I'm not being judgmental there. Uh, but I did think that that was the message of the film. All right, so I mentioned nature. Nature is one way that this film tries to present happiness for beginners in general. So they, they, they use nature to tell the story of self-growth. So there's not much drama. It's basically like they're on this long hike. And you, you mix that in with a little bit of an accident that takes place. You know, you have to have a little conflict. You have beautiful scenery and you have a little love story that's running throughout the whole the whole film. So to me, it's kind of perfect because I don't want too much drama. I don't want too much conflict. And I like the emphasis on nature. You know, nature is, when you think about it, essential for growth. You know, there's something about going into the natural world, the natural environment, seeing trees, beautiful views, fresh air, breathing in fresh air. It's a way to connect and heal. And you know, you could see that as a definite, definite message and theme in this in this film, healing through nature. And uh, I like that. I think it's real. I think it's genuine. And it's kind of a unique way to approach um, a rom-com, you know, like just having one setting and sticking with it. So I like that a lot. Now, as far as, far as the plot goes, I'm a little bit mixed on the plot, although I, I liked it for the most part. The story, and this is where the mixed feelings come in, this story, it it takes a surprising turn at the very end. I, and by the very end, I mean like the last 30 minutes of the film. I know that it's based on a book, and I'm not going to spoil it. So maybe they felt obligated to follow the book script. I'm, I'm not really sure. The plot twist, it seems it just seems abrupt to me, or it seemed abrupt, maybe a little too sudden for me. You know, on the screen, it just it just didn't make sense. It happened, and it kind of went against what I felt was the trajectory of the story. And I'm guessing, this is just a guess because I haven't read the book. It probably made a lot more sense in the in the book. I guess that's always the challenge of adapting. This has actually been a theme on this podcast throughout all the episodes we've done is how do you how do you ad, ad, adapt a, a, a book to film you know you miss a lot of things and I think that that was the one missing element pacing seemed a little off because they had to rush a certain storyline and I wonder what you think if, if you watch the film that, that last 30 minutes does it seem a little off to you I mean, the end game is fine at the very end, like the last 10 minutes or so, where, where they get to the, the final scene, the final salute, the final resolution, you know, they want to solve this in a certain way, this story, and it's fine, but the pacing seemed a little off. So I wonder if there was a little bit of a struggle there in how they edited, edited the movie or, or, you know, you know what I mean? So. I found the twist at the end, which is which it, it kind of is. I found it kind of unnecessary, and I wonder if they should have just like ignored it 
because it didn't match the film in a lot of ways. Because And the story just didn't need it. But again, the book may have had a different approach. That's fine. So I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll end the discussion of, of the whole book film thing there. But I do want to say, like, in a general way, I, I hope more romantic comedies attempt to use formulas like the formula from Happiness for Beginners. The general audience doesn't need cheesy conflicts, crazy production costs, or even, uh, you know, this this cast of, of actors who we all recognize, oh, those are four famous people, but the movie's horrible, you know? I don't think the general audience needs that. You need You just need good acting, character development, and writing that makes logical sense, that leads to a positive experience for viewers because that's what ends up happening. If the story is logical, if you can go on that, you know, that that ride with the with the writer and the actors, that's great. That's all you need. So I enjoy over the top movies like everyone else, but to me it's important to to see that, you know, the importance of a of a good plot, good acting, clear writing. I'm happy with that. So like I said, I recommend the movie. I liked it. The acting is good. And I think you'll enjoy it if what you're seeking is a little bit of escapism, but also a romantic comedy that's taking that Hallmark model and um, taking it seriously in a sense. You know, there's there's this tendency right now to do like the whole what's it the princess the princess switch or the print those princess hall uh, netflix movies though that there's a danger to that though and not danger in a serious way but there's like a you know you might end up going down this 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 rabbit hole of just just producing completing films that are not really very good and so what i liked about this is and again, perhaps it's because it comes from a book, you know, so there's source material. It was good. It was just good and it flowed and there was a story to be told. And so that is probably the advantage to having the book as a source. I do want to mention a few other things in terms of a few shows I'm watching if, you know, that I'm not going to dedicate a podcast to, but that I think it are really good in different genres. One is Justified. Justified is back. And you have Raylan Givens. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but it's it's it takes place traditionally in Harlan, Kentucky, and or in Harlan County. So it's a very Kentucky-based show. The setting is Kentucky. This new one is in Detroit. So I feel as if it's missing something. It has the main character. I'm enjoying it. I've seen two or three episodes so far. It's good, but it's not the original, so it feels a little weird, but I'm definitely going to finish it. So if you like Justified, this is a good show. It's a good continuation of the story, you could say. Another show that I, I finished, I finished the series, is called Quarterback. I think it's a Quarterback or Quarterbacks. Well, it's on Netflix. I think it's Quarterback, no S. And this is fun for sports fans. So they look at three quarterbacks through an entire NFL season. You have Marcus Mariota, who's like the the quarterback who struggles and barely get, has a job. 
You have Kirk Cousins, who's a very good quarterback, high-level quarterback, uh, Pro Bowl level, really. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who's the elite of the elite. He's number one in the league. It's a very, very good story. I loved it. I actually ended up liking Kirk Cousins more, so I'm going to probably root for him through the season because of how they presented him. He's a likable, nice guy. Mahomes is interesting, obviously elite talent, but I, you could definitely see the um, how the, the celebrity with with Mahomes and his wife. It, it seemed like he was living in a different sort of universe because of his status in the league, and so you see that, and then you see a guy who plays the same position, Marcus Mariota, who's just seems like he's living in a house, a really nice house, but you know he seems like he's living kind of a normal life. So I found that fascinating and I recommend the, the 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 show just because they do a good job of really showing the the different levels that players are at and the different worlds they live in because of that. So those are two shows that I uh, have I'm currently watching or have finished over the last month or so that I definitely recommend and I recommend that along with the happiness for begin for beginners. So thanks for listening to the Classics podcast. I appreciate it. I'm adjusting to my new school schedule, so uh, John and I are going to try to podcast soon, and um, hopefully I'll see you in, within the week. Thanks for listening to the Classics podcast. Appreciate it. Please five star rating, leave it, and um, share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.